for God. A big hello to those who are watching or listening online. Glad you're joining us. We're so glad you're part of our Connect Church family. And every church has a culture. We've been talking about this. Connect Church is no different. We, 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 we have a culture that makes us who we are. It's what we value. It's what we think is important. And culture is one of those things that's usually unnoticed, unspoken, and unexamined. We said it's like air. You don't think about air much, but air is essential to life. Without it, you uh, you die. And of course, you're going to have to- to- toxic atmospheres as well that, that can bring, you can't smell them, you can't think, but you wake up dead if you can even do that. But, but uh, again, we want to make sure we have an atmosphere and a culture in this place where people can breathe life. Amen, somebody. We want that to be a part of who we are. And so we're talking about our church co- culture. And sometimes uh, we, we know in church life what we're doing, but we don't always know why we're doing it. We've been running through a culture of praise, and we finished that last week, and we're just moving on a little bit of some of the why do we do what we do here at uh, Connect Church. And so I've titled today's message, Be Nice. Everybody say, Be Nice. Tap your neighbor and say he's talking to you. Be nice, be nice, be nice. I'm talking about the importance of being friendly. And uh, I pray you've come in a friendly mood today and ready to be. Uh, thank you, two of you. I, uh, I pray you have come really geared up to, uh, uh, to receive what I think God would have us say today. And we've said it many times over this talk. Remember, the church is not the steeple. It's the... It's the... It's the... It's the people. It's not a building. It's not a place. You are the church. We don't go to church. You are the church. And again, if we want this church to be a friendly church, it's important that you and I, if we're the church, be friendly. Because if you and I are not friendly, if we're, we're, we're one of the grumpy, uh, grumpy, that's the seven dwarf that we are, uh, or whatever it is, or we're, we're, we're a lemon-sucking Christian, and I, I know that's, that's it must be in the other services, not in this service. Can I hear it a good amen, amen. from this service? <laughs> Some of you are not too sure. But, the, but, but again, we want to be people who bring life, who bring joy, and, and I think it's so important that we, that be a part of who we are. But if we are to be a friendly church, we have to be, if we are the church, we have to be friendly. That, 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 that just, it's just, it, it makes sense. And I, I've shared about the tale of two churches when we were in uh, India, about the first church we went to. That was a, the, the, one of the hallmarks of that first church out of the two churches. The first church on this side of the road, it was friendly. It was friendly. As we walked in, the priests were smiling. They were happy. They were, they were uh, joyful. And there was a welcome. It was like, come in. And then, of course, we went to church number two. And church number two, there was the board, board lady at the front. And she was like, keep out, man. You keep out. So it was a totally different atmosphere. And, and what was the hallmark between the two? Well, it was their culture. But one church, church number one, was friendly. Church number two was not friendly. I want to be like church number one. I said, I want to be like church number one. I want us, that's who I want us uh, uh, to, uh, to be. And here's the, here's the thing. That one lady messed up my experience at that church. It was a big church. Now, I bet you there's really nice people in that church, but I didn't meet them. Yeah. I met the board lady. And so, again, we, I, 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 we've got to realize how important it is for each one of us here. People might meet you. You might be the first person. That's why for the car park team, you've got to be on your ball. You can't be just standing there. You know, you're holding the sign. Sign people. It starts with that. Someone might be driving past. Lord, show me a sign. And there you are coming to church today. Uh, but, but again, for the sign people, you've got to be on your ball. You can't be just like, so happy to see you. 
let your face know. I mean, it's just like, we've, we've got to do that for the car park team. That's why it's important. You're the first people that people see as you're trying to park, uh, park the car. So don't let them see grumpy. Let them see the happy. Come on, can I hear an amen on that one? So as you, if they're coming in, maybe they'll meet you or bump into you or uh, and stuff. So, so, so you, you've got to know, you might be like the baller. You might be the first person somebody is going to meet. What are they going to experience? Are they going to experience by meeting you church number one or are they going to experience church number two? I'm praying they'll experience church number one. Can I hear a good amen? That, that, that we would go, oh man, no, we need to be a friendly preaching, good preaching preacher. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, so again, if we're to be a friendly church, it's important that you and I need to be friendly. Hey, Kessia, you got selected for Air New Zealand. You're going to be an air hostess as well. Stand out, Kessia. You'll see here on the flights now that have just been cancelled out of Kapiti, I and mean, we're not going to make an issue out of that. But hey, good congratulations on the job. A little political message right there. Get our airplanes back. And everybody said, amen, come on. Yeah, that was not in my notes, okay? That just, that just happened. That was like, ooh. Um, but, but, but again, when we're thinking about being uh, friendly, if we're at a church, we need, you need, and I need to be Friendly. One of our core values here as a church is people are our priority. And that's not like some made-up uh, thing. It's just based on that, that second great commandment, that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's a part. It's not like a good statement thing. It's a Christian thing. Uh, it's a Bible thing. And so uh, we, we, we realize it's important that we, we would love our neighbor. God cares about relationships. He cares about people. He cares, I'll say it again, maybe the mic's not working. He cares about people. Come, we're a Pentecostal church. I need to know that you understand this. I need feedback here. It's lonely up here. I need to understand, you to understand that he cares about people. He cares about relationship. He, God's heart is to get to know us and for us to know him. And in and, and John chapter 13, verse 35, and I actually, I'm just going to go, before you put that up, whoever's on the multimedia, I'm just going to go back one verse. I, I read this this morning. And just and verse 34 of John chapter 13, Jesus said this, a new command, a new command I give you. So understand what he's talking about here. It's not just the optional extra. It's not just the, well, if you feel like it, do it. He's like, no, a new command. This is a command. This isn't a, a new suggestion. This isn't a new idea. This is a new command. It's like you do this, people. He says, a new command I give you. Love one another. Now, how many know that's a lot tougher than how it is? Come on, can I hear an amen? It can be, it can, it can, come on, come on, come on. We're, we're, we all got problems. We all got issues. We all got issues. Uh, I, I, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. I like how it says, you must. You must. Everybody say, you must. You must. I know you don't, sometimes we don't feel like it, but you must love one another and then verse 35 he says by this he's like when you do this by this all men all men everywhere that includes all men and women will know that you are my disciples if we do this if we love one another everybody will know and then it has an if and that's a big if if we do it if we don't do it then they won't know and so one of the marks or hallmarks of our, our christian faith is to be people who love one another who care for one another and it's a it's not a suggestion it's a commandment it's a must do and so it's important that we we get that but when i talk to you today about being 
uh, friendly. I'm not just talking about, of course, to your own friends. Because all of us are friendly to our <laughs> friends. Uh, hopefully you are. Hopefully you're a good, uh, good friend. We all meet people and we all get to uh, no people, we mates, I, I, I hope as you walked into church uh, today, you would have seen one of your mates or friends or buddies or uh, girlfriends and, and just been able to go, hi, oh, the hair, oh, love it, oh, good. That's not the guys, by the way, that's the girls. And, and, and so for the guys, hey, bro, what's up? Yeah, and, and, you know, be able to meet one another. I, I think we all do that. I think that's normal. That's not out of uh, context. Uh, context. But, but Jesus told us to go a step further, and that's the awkward bit. Jesus told us to go one step further. He, he, he wasn't saying, hey, just be friendly with all your friends. Everybody does that. That is like normal. But in Matthew 5, verse uh, 46, from the message version, I love it because it's just like real down to earth. It says, if all you do is love the lovable, like everybody who's like cool and hot and this and that, if all you do is love the lovable, do you expect to get a bonus? It's like, oh, wow, amazing. No, anybody, it's like kind of insulting as you read this. Jesus is like, oh, do you expect to get a bonus? Uh, any, anybody can do that. And he says, if you simply say hello or howdy or g'day to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner, meaning, in other words, everybody does that. Everybody does it. Everybody talks to their friends. It's just uh, normal. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. Everybody say grow up. Your kingdom subjects. In other words, you're to live different than how everybody else lives. You're to do things different than how every... You're not to do it like whatever. You're not to be a run-of-the-mill. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be just a run-of-the-mill kind of a person. I believe God's calling us to a higher uh, level, a greater level of living. And he, so he says, grow up, your kingdom subjects, now live like it. Now live like it. Don't just confess it, live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously, listen, uh, not towards your mates, but towards others, to other people. Uh, can I just stop for a pause for a moment? The Christian life is not about me. It's not about you. It's about others. I'll just say it one more time. The Christian life is not about me. And it's not about you either. It's not about, about, don't we live in a world where everything is about me? Hey, look where I am. Look where I'm doing. I'm just here. I'm now, I'm over there. We live in a selfie-centered uh, world. And it's just like, hey, look at me on my holiday. Ooh! Hoping, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> now nothing wrong. Don't worry. Don't worry if you're posting or whatever. I'm just saying the focus is a lot today on ourselves. And, and Jesus said, no, get your eyes off your bad self and get it on other people. Start to think and understand that it's uh, about uh, others. So Jesus is like, think about others, which is a novel thought in today's selfie-absorbed generation. But truth is, there are, and uh, this is, might surprise you, there are a lot of other people out there. Wow. Yes. <laughs> There are, there, are, there are a lot of people, uh, 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 other people out there. Someone said this, John Maxwell, I think. He said, the entire population of the world, with one minor exception, is composed of others. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's composed of others. Paul Geeling, when he was here a couple of weeks ago, and I've said this over the years, he says, we are the only organization that exists for our non-members. That's why we exist. We, we don't exist just for ourselves. We exist uh, for our non-members, those who are not here yet for the 50,000 people on the uh, uh, company coast who, who are not going to church. We, we exist for them, not just 
ourselves. And of course, God wants to build us. We're, we're going to be talking about that over the next little while. We're, we're, we're believing that God wants to uh, strengthen us. We're getting more clarity on that. Which we, we, we want to see lost people saved. We want to see saved people uh, pastored. We want to see pastored people trained and then trained people mobilized. We want to, we want to help make that happen inside of, uh, and that's something you'll be hearing a bit more about as we, we move, uh, move through because there's a process that we want people to grow into. And again, not just sitting on seats on Sundays, but we, we realize that we're part of a, an organization, a global army, the church of Jesus uh, Christ, who's, who's God has called us to impact the world. That's a good place to clap sit there and say amen. Amen, pastor. We want to do that. So, you know, as kids, of course, we were brought up all the time. I'm, I'm sure pretty much everyone was here was don't talk to strangers. That's like it. Don't talk to strangers. Stranger danger. Don't go near the strangers. There's stranger danger. Anyone offering, offering you lollipops, stay away. My wife's always offering kids lollipops. <laughs> Too much sugar. You know, so it's like, but, but again, when I get that when we're kids out there and, and stuff like that. Of course, stranger danger. It's a, it's, a, it's a difficult world that we're in. But now that we're growing up, now that we're all growing up, and remember that scripture said grow up. Now that we are growing up, we should talk to strangers. We should talk to strangers, especially in church. In fact, in church, at least, the danger is that if we don't, nobody will. If we don't, nobody will. That's the true stranger danger when it comes to a church. In January, an article caught my attention and on the Stuff uh, web page, and it was talking about the fact that, and we've got a photo of that, uh, very article. It says Britain appoints its first ever minister for loneliness. They've got to have a minister, not a minister with a with a you know like a priest. This is a government minister now to help people with loneliness. Nine million people they reckon are facing loneliness issues, uh, isolation uh, problems in Britain. And isn't it in our isn't it incredible in our social social media driven? Hey, every, I've got a thousand friends and all of this type of thing that we live in a world now where people just don't know anybody, where they don't have relationship with anybody. So this is an important thing. You can take that down now, but. Uh, again, this is an important thing because even in this nation, people are having that struggle. Even in this nation now, do you know they're actually paying people to go and visit people to make sure that people will sit down and talk with people who have no, no friends? It's a pretty sad state, but I want to tell you, we can be a part of the solution. About four of you. I said we can be a part of the solution of that problem and we can be, uh, as the church, be ones who reach out to the lost and to the hurting just as... Jesus did. So, of course, when I'm preaching this, I'm not just preaching it about being friendly in church. I'm just saying, as a people, we do need to be friendly. That's a problem in New Zealand, too. So, I'm just saying today, if you catch anything, I just want us to be mindful of people who arrive here at church for the first time, and for the second time, and for the third time, and for the fourth time. Not just the first time, but but I want you, I, I want you to, to, to go, it's actually my job to think about this. Right. Not my job, but, but your job. You're, 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 you're saying this is actually, I have a responsibility uh, to watch out for people who are new to church. And because my desire is I want to f people to feel welcome. Do you? Yes. Okay, I'll say it again. I want people to feel welcome. Do you? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I want them to feel at home. I want them to feel that this is a safe place. This is a grace space where they can connect with God and people and, and, and where uh, uh, my children, if I've got children, can be cared for and I can do life with my family in genuine community because you're not meant to do life alone. And that's why, again, I've said it, you, you should join a, a, a connect group. If you're not part of a connect group, why not? You should be part of a connect group. Well, oh, well, I just, I, I don't know if I have one that I, I, I like. Then start one that you do like. Yeah, right. And then, you, you know, you're free, free to start it. That's why you should, it's good to share, work on a team and be a part of the CAF team or, or, or the uh, kitchen team or the sound team or the kids team, whatever it is, because you meet other people and we can do relationship. And, and when you're having a bad day, you're feeling sick, someone will ring up and go, hey, look, I didn't see you uh, uh, today. What's going on? Oh, man, I'm just having... That's why we, we're not meant to be doing life in isolation. Just doing it, you know. We're meant to be connected. And so part of this is about helping people connect into the life of the church. And again, we talk about first-time visitors, but I want people to come more than once. I mean, everybody. I mean, I went to church number two. Oh, that's over here. I went to church number two once, but I wasn't going to go back. And again, all of that will depend on how the, the reaction uh, people will get. What reaction do they get when they meet you? Yeah, well, Friends, I want to tell you, you might be walking through your own stuff that you're going through when you turn up here on Sunday. And I get that. I get that. But you've got to be conscious of the fact for somebody else, this might be a petrifying moment to walk in. They're feeling, man, God is bringing me into this place. We need to be sure that we create an environment where people can become healed and whole and refreshed and strengthened. Can I hear an amen on that? It's important that we, we do that. So I want you to see it's not just an usher's job or the host's job or the pastor's job or the professional religious people's job, I, I pray you would say it's our job. Right. It's my job. You would take the responsibility. That's why don't, don't rush home after a service. Oh, I just got to, come on, let's get out before the car park gets crazy. You know, let's be the first car out. No, no, no. Just stay, pause for a moment. Hang with some people. Shake somebody's hand. Walk slowly through the foyer. Say hello to somebody. And allow God to do life uh, uh, with people uh, together. We need each other. Turn to the person next to you and say, I need you. <laughs> that might have been awkward for some people. <laughs> but see, I want to believe, see, I want to believe that if a new person comes, that that uh, here's what I want to believe and, and what I want to teach. I want to believe that somebody will take the time to talk, to listen, to engage them where they're at, and that you, Connect Church, would realize that that somebody might be you. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm wanting, that you, that you would realize, hey, that, that somebody that, that might just be me. Now, I know there'll be people here who say, well, Pastor, I am not an outgoing person. I'm kind of shy. I'm just, you know, I'm just like, I don't like talking. And, um, you know, it's just not my, uh, uh, my thing. And I, I get that. But we are called, listen, all of us to be like Jesus. Right. And so if we're called to be like Jesus, when the Pharisees tried to label Jesus, they're like, what should we call this dude? What should we call him? And they, you know what they call him? They call him a friend of sinners. That's how they labeled him. That was your label. Some people were made in China. His one was, you are a friend <laughs> of sinners. That was the label that they put on 
Jesus. In Luke 7, verse 34, he is the friend of tax collectors and of sinners. In other words, he was the friend of the unlovable. He was, the fr he was friendly to people. The word philos used there for fr friendly because it was written in Greek means friendly, to be friendly. And Jesus was friendly with people. You remember the story that the disciples, were, people were bringing kids to Jesus and babies and saying, hey, can you just bless them? You know, Jesus was definitely in church number one. And he's like, uh, uh, can, can you bless them? And Jesus is like, yeah. And the disciples are like, get those kids out of here. Come on. You know, he's got more important things to do. And Jesus said, no, hang on, I love kids. Let the kids come to me. Hey, come on over, kids. Jesus was friendly to the kids. He was friendly to the outcast, friendly to the broken. He was friendly. So if we're to be like Jesus, friends, you've got to stop saying, well, it's my personality. You've got to say, no, you've got to say, if Jesus was friendly, I've got to be friendly because I've got to be like Jesus. I'm, I, I'm his hands and his feet, the Bible says. So we need to be like him. But I, 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 I get it. I get it. So not everybody's personality is like that. And, 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 but I want you to understand that this is not a personality thing that I'm talking about. It's a Bible thing. Yeah, right. It's a Bible thing. God's saying, I want you to reach out to people. I've got a heart to go, for us to go into all the world. Well, let's just start with our own backyard and, and be people who are friendly uh, uh, with others. So I, like I said, I know there are people who are more, um, that's, that's easier <laughs> An easier thing to do. I was on flying back from Auckland a couple of weeks ago. I was really tired after some meetings. I had some intense uh, meetings with some leaders. And as I got on the airplane, the last thing I wanted to do was talk. And so anyway, I sat down. But I, I, I sat next to Mr. Talker Guy. And he, he got on, and he's just like, hello. And, and, and he didn't sound, but this is how it sounded in my head. But he's like, hello, and what are you doing? Where are you from? And what are you doing? And I thought I'd answered all his questions. But then he kept going. And at the one-hour uh, flight that's now canceled, um, as the, the one-hour flight that was uh, there from Kapiti, he imagine if I had to go to Wellington. I mean, it's just like he spoke the entire time, and I was just continuously answering questions. He was just gifted, and he was a real estate agent. No one, I mean, he, could, he, could, he just had the gift of the gab. He could sell ice to Eskimos. And he was just, he had, the, he had that ability to be able to do that. But if you're like me, it's hard because I'm kind of a shy guy. You might not believe this, but I am. I'm kind of a shy guy. So I, I, but here's the thing. I've learned to talk to people. And now I'm going to give you eight things that will help you. And then we're going to practice them. Here we go. Uh, don't get nervous. Number one, smile more. Everybody say smile. Look at the, hope you clean your teeth. Look at the person next to you and smile. Come on. So smile more. Just talking about body language. Have good body language. Okay? Don't posture. Don't, 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 don't you know, or, you know, hey, welcome to church. I mean, no, that's not going to do it. I mean, uh, uh, smile a, a little bit. Make sure you have eye contact. If people are trying to talk to you, don't be going, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Have eye contact. Okay? So smile. Number two. Number two. Master small talk. Masters, some people say, ah, oh, small talk's so superficial. I, I like the deeper things and all that. Can I just say, don't be weird. <laughs> don't be weird. I, I like small talk. Uh, uh, okay. uh, 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 so small talk, people say, oh, it's just so superficial. But friends, all good friendships and relationships start with a bit of small talk. Uh, you, you can't just go and talk about the meaning of life with uh, uh, somebody. And it's like, I don't know, I've met people over the years, they're like real intense. Not here in the other service, but they're, they're, they're like real intense. And, and you come up to them, you just meet them for the day. You're like, hi, how are you? And they're, hello. And they come right up close to your face. Tell me five things that God's done in your life this week. I'm like, shut up. I can't do that. I don't, I don't do that. I know I'm a pastor. I shouldn't do that, but, but, but I should know what five things God has done in this life. But I, it's like, that just, it's like, you're weirding me out, dude. You're weirding me out. Anybody met like that? 
And people like that, you're sitting next to them. No, don't what, don't tell me. But they're, they're, you're wearing me out. Is there, there's something wrong? Uh, right, you know, d- d- don't be end times Tammy. You know, when you, when you meet uh, uh, that person, so what's your view on the end times? Do you think the beast is coming out of the sea and how many fingers and eyes does it have? Uh, don't, don't be end times. You can talk about that later on. Just get a little bit. Yeah, what's your position on Israel? I want to understand what your, uh, is the woman you're with your wife? I mean, don't, don't, don't ask people awkward. Turn to you, tap your name and say, don't be weird. It's like real awkward. Start with some small talk. Learn how to do some small talk. Good preaching, Adam. Thank you. Uh, number three. People are interested in people who are interested in them. Listen, people don't care how much you know. They want you to know how much they care. So that's important. So when meeting people, say, I, I don't know, and you say, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to talk about. Don't talk about you. Talk about them. Ask about them. Ask them about their lives. Number four, learn their name. This is my, one of my hardest ones. I mean, I've I got, got a lot of work to do. Uh, on this, haven't I, Frank? But it's no, no, it's not amazing. But I've got a lot of work. I, I tell you, I've got to be honest, when I do baby dedications, sometimes I'm like, which babies, which? And sometimes people have names that I can't tell. Is that a boy or a girl? I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being honest here. I'm just, I'm just being vulnerable before, <laughs> before you all. I have gone to a funeral, and sorry, family, but, uh, and, and I, you know, said the wrong names of people who weren't there. That was the last funeral that was uh, at, and it was just like awkward. You know you know what I'm saying? So, so I have struggled. Yes, sorry, yeah, the family's here at the moment. So they, they know what it's like. They forgave me, and I've moved on, and I've told that story all around the world. So, so but here's the... Here's the thing, we, we should know. And how do you do it? Just to talk to people. Hey, my name's Adam, and what's your name? Oh, my name's Dave. They always say to remember the name, just keep going. Hey, Dave, so it's great to meet you. Where, how long have you been coming here, Dave? Oh, I've just come in. So just keep repeating those names, and hopefully uh, you'll remember it. But there's no problem if you forget somebody's name to ask them uh, again. But make sure we can learn people's names. Number six, learn to listen. If you, if, be genuinely interested. Sometimes we're thinking so much, I'm so nervous about meeting this person. Oh, this is how I get. I'm so nervous about meeting this person that I don't actually listen to what they're saying because I'm concentrating on what am I going to say next. What am I, they're, they're about to finish what they're saying, and I don't know what I'm going to say. And so just relax and, and, and listen to what people are saying. Uh, uh, John Steele used to say this, God's given us one mouth and two ears. That means we're to listen twice as much as we speak. Ooh, that's a good one. Each person we meet has the potential of telling us something amazing about their story. As you meet people and you hear people's story, I'm amazed. I I sat at a table a week ago with a a guy named Tua, a Samoan guy up in uh, Auckland, and we were just sitting there. I haven't met him before. Actually, I have met him a couple of times, but I haven't had time to spend. And just sitting at the table with him, who are you? What's your story? I learned he's got a church up in Auckland. He's um, part of our New Life movement, which I, which I knew. And he's reaching out to street kids. He's got like 100 street kids and stuff coming in. But then I learned that his background, because he's muscly. He's pretty, you know, almost as muscly as me. But uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can have a buddy like this if you're not careful. But now... Is it, but he, he was a Samoan rugby player with a national team for Samoa. So like the All Blacks version of the Samoa, Samoa team. But now he's got the call of God, saved him, turned his life around. And now he's got this heart to reach out to, uh, uh, out to street kids. So it's incredible when you take the time uh, uh, to listen. You, you understand people's hurts. You understand uh, people's pain. And it can stop us from making quick judgments. Okay, by listening, we understand who people are. There's an old Indian saying, it's like, never judge someone 
till you have walked a mile in their moccasins. So you've walked a mile in their shoes. And John Maxwell said this in uh, one of his books. He said, instead of putting others in their place, we must put ourselves in their place. We can do that by listening. Mind you, I must tell you a joke. Uh, you know, I heard someone say, never judge someone until you have walked a mile in their moccasins. Because then you will be a mile away and you will have their moccasins. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not part of the lecture, but I couldn't resist uh, <laughs> putting that in there. Number seven, bring other people into the conversation. If you're trying to talk with people, you think, what do I talk now? Hey, Dave, what do you, what do, you do? I love mountain biking. Jared, hey, we've got a mountain biking connect group here. Come over here. Hey, hey, Aaron, come here. Uh, uh, Kyle, whatever. This, this guy loves mountain bike riding. And you can move out and the conversation's going. But bring other people into the conversations. And number eight, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't, you know, don't let any setbacks because sometimes, look, I just got to be honest, sometimes weird people come to church. This is true. It's true. Mostly in the other service, not you guys, but we, sometimes weird people come to church. And, and I'm just going to be honest, that can, that can be strange. And so I remember uh, one of our leaders talking to a guy one time and that guy had come in here and he was freaked out by the crowds and he, uh, by the, all, all the people. And so one was so, hi, first time, get the in his in the sanctuary <laughs> and he was just like letting loose oh lord jesus and so he's letting loose and, and doing that because he would just fr freaked out and so you could go oh man i've just so stuffed that up don't give up keep talking to people don't worry there, there's always going to be some weird people uh out there and you, you can't you can't and hopefully you're not one of them either but the the thing is let us be ones who are people who reach out are you with me church yeah. okay okay Thank you. Yes, come on. If we're going to clap, let's clap. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so don't, don't give up. And now we're going to practice, okay? So, so we're going to get ready. Turn to the person next to you and say, I love practicing. <clears throat> so now you've noticed in the last couple of weeks, we've done some. We're getting our rhythm there. I think we, we did better in the, the, the service than we did in the last one. We're getting the rhythm, uh, rhythm smooth. So you'll notice we're doing the two pr uh, praise songs and then we're up and like that and then we put all our welcomes and stuff after that second song and then we're doing worship now next week we're going to add something called connect 180 so in that time that's going to be a special time so you'll see this the person who's leading the service will start talking about connect 180 now 180 is obviously just meaning just turn around just turn around or wherever you wherever you are, it's like 180 degrees. So but this, this is going to be Connect One, and it's going to be a part of our service every week. Now, what we're going to do in this service is we're going to, as part of the service, after those two, we clap. Lord, we thank you. We want to welcome any first-time visitors here today. It's so great to have you in the life of church. Church, let's welcome any first-time visitors, and we'll, we'll clap like that. And now we're going to do our Connect 180. This is the part of the service where we get out from wherever we are, and we get out and we start meeting people who we haven't uh, met before. Some of you are breaking out in a sweat right now. I just, uh, I just know you're getting nervous right now. Don't get nervous. That's why we're practicing, okay? <laughs> don't freak out. Uh, someone's leaving the building already. Okay, so hey, don't leave the building. Lock the doors. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what we're going to practice. So we'll do it now. We're going to put a countdown up, and then it'll go for like uh, two minutes. And that's because I don't want you just doing 180 because... Uh, 
because here's the thing. Most of us sit in the same place every week, so you're going to turn around like, hey, hey, hello, and you've already seen each other because I can sort of close my eyes a lot of weeks and know where people are sitting because we got, it's got my name on it. You can't see it, but move out of my chair. So stop, you know, so, so no, 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 you don't own the chair. Okay, so, so here's the thing. So this is to create community because we think community is important. Some of you are getting so excited about this already. So we're going to practice this. So stand up. And then as we do that, so the guy that they'll say now, what's going to happen? Everyone's going to engage. So even the singers are going to go off and they're going to start meeting people. And you guys are going to come back with about 30 seconds to go, ready ready to go. So you've got to watch that clock. They were way too friendly in the last service. Didn't come back. It was awkward, okay? So, so now the main thing is to get out of the church and move. Now listen, in the last service, we couldn't stop the people. They were talking. So I'm hoping you're going to do better. Where They were just going hard out talking. But here's the weird thing. As I was saying goodbye, at the end, one guy comes to me. It was his first time uh, in church. Uh, and I think he was at uh, Tanikao, I think. Part of the Tanikao crew there. So he comes out and he's like, oh, bro, you're not going to believe it. I said, what? He's like, I just met my cousin. I did 180. I did 180. And she was standing right there. Cuz, cuz! So, you might meet your cousin here today. So, are you ready? So, the clock's getting ready. Where's the, where's the timer thing? The timer should be ready to go. Are you ready? And go on, out of your seat. Go on, mate. Say hello to somebody. Practice what you.